You know, there's been so many times where I've tried, you know, just trying to evaluate where I'm at and what do I want to do. It's like, you know what? I got to just be 100% the best mom I can be. That is my job. That is what I wanted to do when I grew up. That's where I'm going to put my efforts. And then, like, I stay home with Stevie for, like, two hours and I'm like, (laughs) this is not my calling. (laughs) This is episode seven, The Life Before. Hi, good afternoon. Well, hello. It's nice to see you here. Nice to see you. Although I can barely see you with my scratched sunglasses. Oh, I mean, regular glasses. glasses. They're fake. They're They're not sunglasses. They're all scratched. So you're just a fuzzy little man over there. (laughs) So here we are. Indeed. Indubitably. Was it in the first episode that we talked about Stephen and his catheter procedure? Sometime in the first couple. That we were going into a catheter procedure? Yes. Was it? Yeah. It was before? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think episode one. So he talked about he was going to have a cath procedure to check the old uh, ticker from the inside and hopefully that they would insert a uh, stent to keep his pulmonary valve open uh, for several more years longer before having to replace it. And if you don't know any of this stuff and you're and this is the first time you're listening to us or whatever... Uh, we should put it on the spousal support page. We'll put all of the stuff Links on all that stuff. stuff. But her website, Yana's website, thismomsgonnasnap.com, has a whole history of like the last eight years oh, of, yeah, you about Stevie. Somehow, city over there. You just go like search something about Stevie and then you'll find it. And then like everything from day one. Yeah, basically. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so that happened and it wasn't um, successful quote unquote i mean Um, he's fine he's fine he's totally fine and healthy and happy (laughs) the procedure that they wanted to do was not 100 percent what they wanted which is fine um and but but they they realized that if they did that that it would compress a well essentially yeah they wanted to put a a balloon and a stent in his in his pulmonary valve open that up to fix that valve Uh But he has an abnormality where there's another artery. The coronary artery sits below his pulmonary. Right. So if they opened it up, it would compress that artery. And And bye-bye, CV. Yeah. So um, they couldn't do the procedure as planned. Yeah. So they knew that going in, and they warned us that that could be a possibility. Then if they went in there and they found that that is indeed going to be a thing, that they wouldn't take the risk, and they would back out. They would take some pictures, some video, and... I still had high hopes that they would do yeah. it, though, because then that would be, like, he would just be done with that for a while. For yeah. For a few years. For a few years. That that would have been the easy right. temporary and then, fix. Yeah, and then so afterwards we met with the cardiologist who performed the procedure, and he said, so, you know, we couldn't get to do it, uh, and X, Y, and Z, he explained it to us. So it looks like maybe sometime in winter he can get his pulmonary valve replaced, and we're like, like not just get it replaced, but like open heart surgery. Open heart, cut him open. Yeah, break his rib cage open. Yeah. Cut the heart open. Stick in a new artery um, valve from a cow or whatever they decide to do. And we're like, shit, that sucks, and not what we had hoped really for because we were hoping to we get wanted. between two to five years more time with a stent. 
And then you took him to his cardiologist the week the after uh-huh. the other cardiologist mm-hmm. in the same practice. His regular cardiologist that like keeps an eye on all his health yeah. stuff. And she said, person. she said that, you know, let's look at some dates over the summer. If you can't do it this summer, then let's look at winter. And me personally, my first instinct was like, let's just get it done this summer. Yeah, like, me too. I don't, I mean, I don't want to do a heart surgery over Christmas break. Yeah. Like, no, thank you. So let's just be done. Like, let's do it, schedule it. We'll plan summer around his open heart surgery. And um, that was kind of the plan going in to see his actual heart surgeon. We went to Children's Hospital. Right. Yeah, so then they call. They want to schedule an appointment right away. So, like, the very next day they had an opening. And so we went the next morning. And we met with the, the original surgeon who did his surgery eight years, both his surgeries eight years ago, mm-hmm. who's an amazing um, man. And um, and he's like, oh, well, back up 30 minutes. Before we met with the surgeon, we ran into his we cardiologist were, we were, again. <laughs> yeah, and she doesn't work at Children's Hospital. No. And so we were waiting in the waiting room, and Stevie was playing with his cars, and she just walks in, and we get to chit-chatting, and she's super awesome and nice, and she, like, talked to Stevie for, like, 15 minutes, and then I delicately slid in and went, hey, by the way, I had a question. I'm like, do you think this is something that we can push a whole year into the following summer? Yeah, he had mentioned that to me. Uh, like, I'm going to ask the doctor if we can wait a whole other year. Like, not this summer, but ne- and not winter break, but next summer. And I was yeah. like, okay, good luck. Like, yeah. I just kind of thought he was joking. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And she was like, yeah, totally. I'm cool with it. Yeah, she had a really positive reaction. She was like, I think so. If the surgeon's fine with it, then let's just put it off till next summer. Yeah. So that left us feeling good going into the appointment. And then we sat down with the with the surgeon, and he goes, he explained everything to us again, and it was like, so what I want to do is nothing, right now, right now, and we're gonna wait, whether it's a year or two years or longer, we're gonna push it as long as we possibly can, uh, until he's bigger and um, his heart is as big as it can possibly get, so that we can put in the biggest pulmonary valve. Yeah, they want to put in a larger valve, like almost for an adult size, right. And make it big enough so that the next time he needs to get it replaced when he's in his 20s, then they can go in through a catheter again and actually, you know, do it. The way we originally wanted to do it. No open heart surgery. Yeah. So that would be the goal in for the rest of his life after this next surgery in about two years or one year or two years. It all depends on how he handles it. If he starts to go into heart failure and starts to turn blue has shortness of breath, can't, you know, do the activities yeah, and ride his bike. Naps. And, yeah, it's just like slowing down. Then that would be the time that we jump in and, and go do yeah. the surgery. It sounds scary to, you know, when they say we're going to see when once he goes into heart failure. It's like, I don't want I don't him to wait. go into yeah. heart failure, but you can actually live in heart failure for quite some time. Yeah. So it'll just be catching it at the right time and getting him in there when he's bigger. Yeah. Which, it it just felt like a huge relief. I know we still have to have open heart surgery in the next year or two, but not doing it this year after he's already had an MRI. Yeah. You know, fully under. He's been sedated twice. He's had a sedated MRI and had the cath procedure. And hold on, but by sedated means like breathing tube 
down the chest, down the throat, intubated, and all of it. So that's a lot. It's a lot for his little body. And he does not come out of anesthesia. Well, let me tell you something. Yeah. So anyway, it's just a lot for him. And so it felt like it just felt right all around. And I felt a huge weight lifted off my shoulders like oh we don't have to plan his whole summer around this stupid thing we can just kind of move on with our life he's got tons of energy this kid rode a bike for four miles yesterday yeah i'm not worried about him beast yeah yeah he just has so much energy it's unbelievable yeah i think he siphons it from us i think so too he's like um he's like a those like demon harry potter demons that like suck your soul out (laughs) he's a sweet kid no, he's great. He's beautiful. <laughs> but he has so much energy. Yeah. And he ex- he expects everyone to be at the same oh my God, level. It's impossible. Like most kids. It's impossible. Most kids are life drainers. Are they? Yeah. I'm sure they are. Remember life before kids? Do you remember it at all? I remember nothing prior to 2010. I know. <laughs> That's how I feel too. Like it was just such a different uh, world. We slept yeah. more. Oh man, we slept. We did what we wanted when we wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, th- those are all like the superficial positives. Right? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. sleeping is important, but uh, you know, like doing whatever you want and it's going. It's a very like selfish. Totally selfish. Go yeah. to a movie when you want. Oh go yeah. Go to uh, you know, go Concerts, on vacation. Leave town. Yeah. Go to another country. Do you know everything mm-hmm. and anything that you want? Mm-hmm. And then obviously now, once you have a kid, everybody can sympathize with that yeah you just don't do any of that I mean, you do you can you can try but it takes a lot more steps to make that stuff happen yeah you know? so much effort and depending on the age it's like different needs yeah. so like with a newborn you have to bring like the entire house with you yeah to go anywhere so change it's like, clothes is it diapers even worth it? formula yeah blah blah blah, blah, blah stroller car seat da, 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 pack and play <laughs> And it gets easier, right? Yeah. The less stuff they need, I feel like the easier that part gets. But then they start having opinions and like attitude problems. Yeah. So then you're dealing with that instead of worrying about feeding a baby every two hours. But it doesn't get easier. It just gets different. Yeah. It is different. Yeah. I'm trying to think what things I like doing before. I mean, I worked, but that wasn't. That was just to have a job. Mm -hmm. I didn't, like, love it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once I quit that job, I really enjoyed watching reality TV, which I still enjoy. So I guess not that much (laughs) has changed. Nothing's changed. Yeah, I mean, but, you you know, you you were able to pursue... there, There was a little bit more of a luxury to pursue the things that you wanted to pursue. Yeah, as far as, like... You know, I want to be a photographer. It's like, okay, so you go start taking classes and you learn how to be a photographer and like start a business. Yeah. I was like, cool. cool. <laughs> Did that, you know? Yeah. And we're, yeah, with a kid, you just don't have that luxury of. Yeah. Even now, like, I don't really have, I wouldn't say I have a photography career. Um, I try to do things on Instagram or like the blog because I can work from home. Um, it does not pay me a dime. And even that gets harder as Stevie gets older. It's just sure. like my time is so limited. And when you're in a creative field, it's like you're either on and you can write and do your pictures and do everything you need to do. Or you're not on mm-hmm. and you can't like force yourself to be on. Yeah. So it's it's a challenge for me mm-hmm. to get that like creative drive going. Yeah. I mean, but don't you think like the when you have much more limited time, 
to focus on something that it kind of forces you to. I think I used to be more that way. And I feel like as I get older, it's like, like, is this really even important? Mm -hmm. And I just kind of, man. Yeah. Like, I don't think I really realized how much time was going to go into raising a kid. Yeah. Um, you know, like I'm lucky I go to work, I have my time at work and then I come home and then there's like, I'm, I'm just too tired. Even once he's in bed at eight 30, I'm just too tired to pursue other to, like, things. Work on things well, yeah. where prior to that, like I would have, like I started a business mm-hmm. and after work, that's what I would focus on was we would like sit at our computers and you would do your photography stuff and mm-hmm. I would do my real estate thing. And mm-hmm. that was like what we did. Our whole life was consumed by like you'd work all day and then come home at work work and work into the night. And I had the energy to actually like work late into the night sometimes. Yeah. I was like, where did, where did that come from? Where did that come from? And that's not a positive thing. I'm not like saying that to say like, like it was better. before. It was better before. I don't think it was. I think what ended up happening in like the positive aspect of having a kid was like, he, forced me in a way without him knowing was to just like, Hey, slow down, Mm -hmm. you know, spend more time focusing on the family and focusing on him and sure, you know, and, and take a chill pill. Mm -hmm. And that was huge for me. That's yeah. That's major. I always tease Paul about being a workaholic and I'm not anymore. I don't think so either. I'm like 180 degrees from where I was. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you even work too? jobs outside the house at one point or am i making that up i mean sometimes yeah i would do i would go to work i'd do my job and then i would i would take on side yeah projects projects. i mean i still do little things here and there but not like to the extent that i did that and i was so much involved in in that other business that i spent all my waking hours consumed by it yeah it was fun while it lasted yeah and, like, I always wonder if we'll get that type of energy again later when we're not so siphoned. Maybe. But we're also just getting older. And, yeah. like, some things just kind of lose the priority. We're or just the like, pizzazz. Just, yeah. They, they just, lose the glitter. Who cares? Yeah, who cares about that? Like, why am I doing this? Yeah. That's a hard one for me to accept. Yeah. Like, when I think about the blog and stuff. Because I go, why am I doing it? Who cares? And it's like, because I want to do it. And it's like... I want to share my voice. And then two weeks later, I'm like, this is a waste of time. Like I just go back and forth so mm-hmm. much. That Same thing with your photography, right? Yeah. Cause I enjoy the actual taking pictures part mm-hmm. and hate everything else. Yeah. Just hate it. I hate driving places. I hate sitting in traffic. I hate editing pictures. So it's like, at one point do you just go, eh, you really don't like your job that much. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, but then when I think, you know, there's been so many times where I've tried, you know, just trying to evaluate where I'm at and what do I want to do? It's like, you know what? I got to just be a hundred percent the best mom I can be. That is my job. That is what I wanted to do when I grew up. That's where I'm going to put my efforts. And then like, I stay home with Stevie for like two hours and I'm like, fuck that. (laughs) This is not my calling. (laughs) I changed my mind. (laughs) So, and I still think it's sometimes like today is just going to be a hundred percent Stevie. And yeah, like 20 minutes later, I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and go find something else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think everybody, you got like, you can't do one thing all day long. 
I mean, some people do, and I totally respect that. And I would, I like wish that was me because I really did as a, you know, as a 20 something, I did not make plans for a career. I was like, I'm going to be a mom. That is going to be my job. I thought I would have three kids. I thought, you know, you just kind of build up this life in your head of what you plan to do. And, um, as it started to play out and things didn't turn out the way that I assumed they would just everything shifted. And I don't know if, you know, having a typical child would have made that different and I would have wanted more kids and I would have wanted to just be like a super mom, but having a kid with special needs and being home all day. And I mean, it was just, it was a real game changing. Yeah. It was a huge change for me. And so I don't know, but I can't just do that. Yeah, I do know. That so that's, much. I mean, like, that's like why we, we crave like the creativity yeah. of doing other things. Like that's kind of where this crazy idea came from. Was yeah. Like, to do a podcast. Yeah. Let's do something different. Let's do something. What mm-hmm. we, what is kind of creative in a way. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. And it's not easy to find the time still, even though I'm not working on photography all the time or like working on other things, it's still hard to just find the energy and the time to like make this happen. Sure. And come you know? up with I, things that, like, what are we going to talk about? Yeah, like, sure. I don't, don't want to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes I just want to sit. Yeah, I just want to sit and, and watch, watch Real TV. Housewives. It's hard. Yeah. But have there been other, in what other positive ways? Has he changed you from before? I think I talked about this a little bit on another one, but I think the biggest positive change is my empathy and compassion for other Mm -hmm. people. And I have a very, I'm very passionate about treating people fairly and with kindness and Uh things like that. Um, No matter what race, religion. I mean, I don't love Scientologists, but... Other than that. Other than that. <laughs> it's fascinating to me. Um hey, it's not even that I don't like them. It's just like I just watch things and I'm like, oh yeah. this is insane. Yeah. Anyway. Um I didn't get into that thing. You, I, know. I like that. love it. I I love uh documentaries about Scientology and fundamental Mormons. Mm. I'm just like like what? Yeah. Amazing. Anyway, off topic. What was I saying? Compassionate um, yeah, to people. I, I, I really do have a passion for like people being treated fairly and equally. And, and I think that's because of CV because, totally. you know, we, we've been in our fair share of situations where people are just not, they do not understand. And to me, I'm just like, how do you not, how can you just not be a nice person? Mm-hmm. You know, and so you kind of realize like the world is not, doesn't always the think the way that you mm-hmm. do. And so I really, tr- I want to educate people and, mm-hmm. you know, totally. things like that. So I think that's the most positive way that it's affected me. Um, I'm trying to think of another positive aspect. Because while I feel like being a mom to Stevie has challenged me in so many ways, and I, I really lack the self-confidence of thinking that I can do this job, constantly questioning myself. I know in like 
in my heart that I've tried my best uh-huh. and I like stepped up to the plate, you know, whereas like I don't show it all the time and I don't always feel strong and I cry a lot and I second guess myself, but I, I've never given up. Yeah. I keep trying when we have shitty days, we just try again the next day. Yeah. You know, you try again the next minute. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, the next minute, next hour, it's just like, okay, starting fresh right now. Like put that shit behind us. Let's try to do better starting right now. And I, and so that's been, I feel like a positive thing for me and also for him. Sure. You know, we're teaching him how to turn his day around when he has a shitty day. It's like just how to keep trying. Don't give up. Yeah. Give up. He's not, he's not always there, but you know, we're, we're trying. Yeah. And yeah. What about you? How do you feel like it's it's affected you positively um, or, you know, well, positively. Positively? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the compassion thing is, is like number one of all mm-hmm. of it. But I think right below that and has to do with compassion is like choosing the words you use mm-hmm. when you refer to people. Sure. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, I think we all grew up u- using the R word and r word f word f word like lots of derogatory just derogatory words that we use towards people so like when i hear a grown adult use the word retarded for uh explaining something that is just you know mm-hmm. um silly or not fun or right. you know not smart you know mm-hmm. and to use that word it's like bro <laughs> like you, we are adults <laughs> we are adults you have no idea the morning I had with my child. Yeah. That word is so 1995, you guys. Yeah. We can do better. We can do better. <laughs> if if you only knew the struggle that uh, parents and kids who have developmental disabilities mm-hmm. have on a daily basis, you would rethink that word. If yeah. your child, like these are people with kids, you know, yeah. who use these words. Yeah. And it's like, if you even just spent an hour in our situation, you wouldn't use that word. Anymore. Yeah, that's true. I know I used it a lot. Yeah, growing up. Yeah, even in my twenties. Yeah, I just didn't. And any, you know what? Even after Stevie was born, because I was like, I'm not going to give the word power. Mm-hmm. I don't care if people say it. It doesn't bother me. But it's it, doesn't oh, bother, it bothers me. me. <laughs> yeah, it's just terrible. It's terrible to yeah. hear that. So, yeah. Oh God. That's. It's it's important. Like, yeah, it's just like we can do better. I've even been on forums like political forums where people call each other retardicans yeah. and libtards. And it's like, you guys. Yeah. Like, like come on. Don't need to. No. Don't insult developmentally <laughs> disabled people with your, you know, sl- slang. Stupid slang. So yeah. Stupid. Yeah. So we just we have to do better. Totally. That's all. We can all grow as a society and yes. choose better words, yeah, more, more intelligent words to yeah. describe how we're feeling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, I hate it so much. I know. I, know. I mean, to, like, it happens more often. It makes your skin crawl. And I don't, you know, like, sometimes you, I just don't even, like, I want to educate people, but I also, I don't want to be the language police. Yeah. And the PC police. So it's such a, like, fine line. Uh, and so I think what I end up doing is, is I just kind of, like, don't make an effort to be around those people. I was going to say you kind of brush it off, but then you go, not my people. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, and I know a lot of times they don't mean it in malice. And, um, and then sometimes I feel like 
sometimes there's a little bit of like but I think that's the important thing to get across is like you don't mean it in a mean way it's just a habit of saying a word but people that that word affects Mm -hmm. it affects deeply so you're not doing it with malintention but do better yeah think of a different word you can do that like we're smart so yeah yeah i totally get that yeah so yeah i think stevie's made me more aware of my choices that's great Mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah and i and i wish i came to that conclusion sooner 30 years prior to him i know but you know where we were just always kind and compassionate yeah but But i think you grow up you grow up in a society and and grow up with people where that where those words are just you don't understand the implication nobody ever taught us the implications of those Mm -hmm. words and i think just giving people the benefit of the doubt each day like i've had people honk at me because of a mistake or whatever and i sit there and go you don't know the day that i've had but i also don't Know the day they've had. Know the day they've had. They've probably just had it up to their... Yeah. And so just, I think, giving people the benefit of the doubt in general is a wise thing to do. I agree. You can just be a little bit more compassionate. If you're listening to this podcast, please like, subscribe, and tell your friends. And visit our website at spousalsupportpodcast.com. And if you're a parent, leave a comment. We'd love to hear about how parenting and being a parent has changed your life. And, you know, what was good before and what was better after and how it's changed you and all that blah, 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 blah stuff. (laughs) We like it. We like it. Just leave a comment and maybe we'll read some comments on the next one. Yeah, bye. Bye.